DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Steve Klauke, the play-by-play voice of the Salt Lake Bees. He joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Steve, good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good. So with the baseball playoffs getting underway here with these uh, wild card series and 16 teams in, I'm I'm wondering if the traditionalist in you hates this, or if Steve Klauke, visionary, says, hey, there were too many teams tanking. They didn't think they could win their division or, or get that grab one of those wild cards, and it just is a bad look to have a third of the major leagues just chopping their roster up, lowering their payroll, and really not competing. So I like this new formula, even though a couple teams are in with losing records. Well, I, I guess my, my first thought is, well, what's the difference between that and all the other leagues in professional sports, right? I mean, you're, you have so many teams in the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs. This year expanded to 22 teams. So, it's, you know, I guess it's because of the situation. I'll be curious to see if they expand it next year when we go to a regular season. But, uh, you know, for the time being, it, it's kind of fun. And the fact that uh, there's eight games on television tomorrow, that uh, certainly is enough to wet your whistle. And my whistle is freaking going to be wet. <laughs> well, that's almost as bad a whistle as mine. But uh, no, I was actually well, hoping that the Dallas Stars would win last night so that on Wednesday we could have eight baseball playoff games, game one of the NBA Finals, and a game seven in the Stanley Cup. It would have been great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No question about it. As I look at this postseason, I don't see that you know there's more teams, so it's different and format's different. I get that. But the formula to win, to me, in the postseason has always been pitching and timely hitting. And obviously you have to have defense too, but I put that under pitching. So I don't see where it changes. And as I look at it with that in mind, I have to go the favorites, no big surprise, with their pitching and their timely hitting would be the Rays and the Dodgers. I, I could see that, but I, I really think, to me, everything is up in the air with the best two out of three to open. I mean, all it takes is a you know a couple of bad outings uh, by your top two pitchers, and you're out, even if you might be the be the favorite. So I I, I look at this lineup of of matchups in this first round, and I don't see any guarantees anywhere. I think anybody can win two games in three days. So uh, it'll be interesting to see after this first round who's left. I mean, you could have nothing but five at five through eight seats after the first round. You just never no, know in a two out of three. No way. I'm oh, yes, guaranteeing way. the yes, Cubs. Way. I'm guaranteeing the Cubs beat the Marlins. I don't know. It depends on who's sitting in the front row down by the left field bullpen. Oh, I see what you did and there. And remember, the Marlins have never, ever lost a postseason series. Every year that they've went, made it to the playoffs, twice, they've won the World Series. <laughs> By the way, as a Padre fan, that just disgusts me. But let's move on to something else. <laughs> they don't even keep their teams together when they win. It's just That's such very a, true. Such a weird franchise and such a weird history. Plus, there's some jealousy I'm not going to ask. It's okay to be jealous in that situation. It's been a it's been a remarkable situation where they, like you say, they they win and dismantle, win, dismantle. But this last dismantling, we're 15 years in, and now Derek Jeter trying to put things together. 
So when we look for storylines in the postseason, uh, you know, there are several, and you, and you can pick one. But I, I got to admit, I think the A's, you know, and, and people saw the Moneyball movie and, and know that the A's have really got this. They're in a terrible ballpark without much of a fan base. They're not going to attract free agents. They're not going to spend money. And yet they get into the postseason a lot, but they don't go to the World Series and they certainly don't win it. Could that change this year? Is this team going to be any different than previous A's teams we've seen? Well, certainly in the first round, they'll be the most comfortable team because they're used to not having anybody in their ballpark. But if a bang, yes! <laughs> and I guess you could say the same uh, with Tampa Bay. But, no, Oakland, I think, is set up for a, for a good run. But, again, somewhere along the line, they tend to stumble. And, quite frankly, being a homer, I hope they stumble in the first round because they're playing the White Sox. Yeah, there it is. No, but yes, there are, are some you know, great storylines. Like I said, the Marlins having never lost a, uh, a postseason series, Cleveland going in without their manager, uh, Terry Francona, Sandy Alomar Jr.'s uh, taking over for the rest of the year. You've got uh, a Toronto team that played uh, uh, their home games uh, in a triple-A ballpark in Buffalo. And, uh, and you have two teams in the postseason for the first time in baseball that had sub-500 records. MVPs, I'm going with Freddie Freeman and either, either Timmy Anderson or Abreu of your White Sox. Who do you got? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. I, I like your National League choice. Between those two White Sox players, I'm going to have to go with uh, uh, Tim Anderson. He's the table setter at the top of the lineup, outstanding defensive player uh, on the infield. And uh, he, he's kind of, uh, along with Abreu, a, a veteran leader on a very young ball club that uh, a lot of people thought might be a very good team at some point, but maybe a couple of years away. So I, I would go with uh, Anderson. Who are your Cy Young Award winners? Oh, boy. Um, I think Bieber in the American League. Well, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I, I, I would say so. And, uh, boy, the National League. Uh, Trevor Bauer, Trevor come on. Bauer, He's yeah. a no-brainer. Trevor Bauer, Bauer the future <laughs> angel, uh, I think, will be, oh. be, the, be the guy for the, for the, who's got the Cincinnati Reds in the postseason today against Atlanta, or tomorrow against Atlanta. Trevor Bauer, yeah. Future angel for about a year and a half, and then he'll rub everybody wrong and go to his, what, fifth team. <laughs> well, I guess they have to hire their GM first, although all signs point to uh, a guy who's always had success in rebuilding franchises, and that's uh, Dave Dombrowski. So you buying the Angels then? Ooh. No, I can't afford them. <laughs> ah, ha, ha. I yes, see that Steve Klauke! <laughs> But, uh, no, no, it's just been a long dry spell, and, exactly. and, and Trout's so good, and put him on a stage in the playoffs, and is that all going to happen? Yeah, he's only had one playoff series in his career, and you know, five straight years as uh, under Billy Epler as general manager, uh, and having sub-500 seasons. They needed to make a change. I see Joe Madden staying on as manager, but Dombrowski's first job, or whoever gets the job, will be to shore up uh, the pitching staff. They've gone out. They've spent some money on position players. They've got a great signing in Anthony Rendon from Washington, who had a solid year. Uh, the starting pitching was good, not great, not even very good, but good this year for the Angels. But the bullpen was horrible, and that really cost them. Their slow start cost them because they had one of the best records over the last 15 games. Yeah, they did. Uh, when I look at Houston, I have to admit the trash cans, they made a huge difference. I didn't think it would make that much of a difference, but I saw uh, several places listing batting averages, trash cans, and then tra- batting averages, 
post trash cans, and the drop off, particularly Altuve and Bregman, was uh, just precipitous. And I don't even know what precipitous means, but it sounds big, and that is something that really, really surprised me. Do you think that uh, there's more to it, or was it just the fact they didn't know what was coming and they're really not that good? I, I think I think they'll have a, a a bounce back year next year, but I, I do think that it did help what happened in the past. Matter of fact, the, uh, I I had heard from a couple of our guys since that whole thing came down that uh, they think the same thing happened when Houston won the PCL championship at Fresno. That there was some uh, some drum banging, garbage can banging going on there. Wow. The fish is rotten from the head to the tail. Well, why not, man? If it works, yeah, you, you, yeah. Once it works, you know, you gotta get get the the whole part of minor league baseball is development. They gotta yeah. develop, yeah. Got, no, knowing what the signals are and all that. Right, exactly. I also think it's interesting on this uh, on this postseason the fact that uh, after being uh, the first round series being played at ballparks, uh, the home ballparks for the higher seed. That uh, after that they're going to a a, a bubble format with uh, National League games being played in Houston and Texas, two American League parks, and the Na- American League playoffs going to National League parks in San Diego and Dodger Stadium. That has been flirted with on and off for like forty years. The World Series should go to a warm weather site. They should eliminate the days off. That's not going to happen, though. What, no, trans- what transitions are, what stuff that they've tried out this year is going to stick long term? I mean, obviously, you got the DH, the expanded playoff, uh, the runner at second base in the 10th inning. I, I think the, the, the DH uh, is eventually going to be in both leagues. Um, I kind of like, although I don't think it'll happen, uh, I like the seven inning games for doubleheaders uh, just to save uh, pitching staffs, but. Uh, I, I, I've always disliked this since they put it in minor league baseball, the runner at second rule. Thankfully, it's uh, not going to be used in the playoffs. It's a regular inning uh, in the starting in the 10th inning uh, this time around, much like in, in hockey where they play three-on-three three in a five-minute overtime in the regular season. But in the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's a full five-on-five and, uh, and, and that kind of stuff. No, it's no shootout or anything. So. Uh, I, I, I definitely have never liked that uh, that rule. It, it just reminds me of, of, of softball, I guess, and it just it has no part in baseball. I can see it in the minor leagues, even though I don't like it, just to save uh, pitchers' arms uh, since they have ridiculously uh, low pitch count limits. And you know, usually by the 13th or 12th or 13th inning in, in our games, uh, you would see position players pitch, and nobody wants to see that. So how much pressure do you think is going to be on Kershaw and the Dodgers in general? There always is because they've had so much failure over the last uh, few years. And so I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, this is a, a telling sign right now that he's not even starting game one. It's Walker Bueller getting the start. So I think uh, the Dodgers are under immense pressure to, uh, to succeed, and they've got a tough first-round matchup with Milwaukee. I think they have the most pressure of any of the 16 teams in the postseason. Yeah. By a wide margin, don't they? Yes. You know, the Yankees have a, have a pretty good record, but they've had these stretches where, and I guess it's just when you're depending on home runs, you know, they, they bash home runs and they look great and they go on these big win streaks and then they hit a five-game losing streak, a seven-game losing streak, and nobody can hit and they can't get a homer and – and then all of a sudden it clicks back in again. Is that going to sink them in the playoffs? I think so. I mean, they've always uh, 
uh, you know, they're built for the regular season, it seems like, and, and they have trouble in the playoffs. Pitching-wise, they're, they're not great uh, after Garrett Cole. Uh, so I think the Yankees, uh, uh, I, I don't see them making a, a very deep run at all. Of course, that, that's also, I guess I could say that about uh, uh, my White Sox. They're a team that relies on the home run considerably, so I don't expect them to go very deep. They, they're not capable, as you have to be able to in the, in the postseason, uh, to string together you know, three singles to get a run. I'm going for, as far as a team that had a great, uh, pretty good record, maybe not great, but certainly good enough, and maybe it would have been great if they played more, to get upset, to get upset in the first round is Atlanta, because outside of one starter, I don't really like their pitching, and Melanson seems like he's bounced around as a closer, and and it has nothing to do with the fact that he went to the U of A, but I don't like him either. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and if you know if Trevor Bauer has a good game in here in game one, boom, they're down one nothing, and how can that right. young team uh, handle themselves? Uh, I'm curious about Minnesota. Here's a team that comes in, what, they've lost 16 consecutive postseason games or something like that, and it's a, uh, a lot of people rooting for them to knock off Houston. So uh, did you like the Padres before they had uh, two pitchers who were supposed to, you know, basically probably go games one and two? Uh, now they got, they got health problems? I, I, I do like San Diego. I think they're, they're a team that, uh, they're, first of all, they're fun to watch. A lot of people say just strictly based on fun, a White Sox-Padres World Series would be fantastic. Uh, yeah, they have some injuries, but I think the expectations aren't there, so I think they can stay loose and still uh, uh, perform here in the postseason how deep they go i don't know but i like their chances against st louis are we expecting a return to minor league ball at least here in the pcl in the same way that it was last season well the agreement the current agreement ends tomorrow uh obviously there's been a lot of speculation as to what uh, minor league baseball will look like next year it's definitely going to look different with major league baseball uh, probably taking over uh, i can tell you that there'll probably there definitely will be uh, you know triple a baseball uh, in salt lake the question is w- will there be a pacific coast league or they're going to just change the names and go east west central who knows or which which teams are going to get uh, uh, eliminated which teams are going to get moved out of triple a down to double a or even in one case possibly single a uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how it, uh, it, it is laid out as far as next year is concerned. Uh, I mean, I've seen everything from, uh, you know, everything staying the same to uh, the uh, like Sacramento and Fresno leaving AAA and going to a new Western-based AA league. So a lot of speculation out there, but something, nothing concrete. But you know that... Uh, Something's got to be up when the pre- longtime president of minor league baseball announces his retirement, which tells me that that's just the first step in the fact that there won't be a minor league baseball office starting next year. So, Steve, how many different scenarios are there for the bees? I only see one. I, I really only see one. I don't see them being uh, a team that would be relegated to a, a lower level. The question is, uh, who will they be lumped together with? And a lot of most of the speculation does have Fresno being relocated to uh, the California League and being a, an A-ball team. So somebody's got to fill that spot. And there's some rumors about different independent league teams becoming. Uh, uh, full-fledged minor league teams. Of course, Major League Baseball just signed a deal with 
three different independent leagues with a working agreement. They've taken the Appalachian League and uh, turned that into a, uh, a college wood bat league now. So a, a lot of speculation. But I think as far as the, the bees are concerned, uh, w- whatever they call it will be AAA, but what league they'll be in and who they'll be lumped with, I have no idea. It's really uh, up in the air at this point. So, Steve, right now in the West, Real Salt Lake is tied for seventh, but they're only two points out of being tied for third. How do you like it uh, in the stretch run? They got a lot of, well, after, after a three-month-long homestand, I would, it'll be interesting to see how they re- react on the road. <laughs> that was remarkably, <laughs> remarkably straight answer out of you, Steve. <laughs> I mean, a little sarcasm with the three-month homestand, but it was four games in a row, so I get your point. It seemed longer than that. Yeah, every time I looked out my back porch, I could see those lights on. <laughs> the lights are on, but nobody's home. Go ahead and say it, Steve. You know you want to. You know you want to. But, but have, you've been impressed with Crylock, right? I mean, he's really provided the offensive punch that they need, right? Offensive punch? There's been offensive punch? <laughs> I see a lot of zeros. That's we had fun. a Steve. We had a Steve Klauke Memorial that's, game. That's up in Nils, Portland. not zeros, yeah, that's buddy. Nils. We had, a, we had a Steve Klauke Memorial game, even though you're not dead yet, Steve. Thank up in you. up in Portland, it was four to four. There were eight goals in ninety minutes. Uh, and, oh yeah, just for you. And they play on artificial turf there too. Okay. They do good local knowledge. Of course, it's former uh, AAA baseball stadium, so of course you know. <laughs> and that. The, and now, the, thanks to the Timbers, the former. Uh, home of uh, Portland State football. They forced them out, and now Portland State has to play in a uh, high school stadium in Hillsboro. You looking forward to uh, spring football with Weber State? It's going to be very interesting to, to see. Uh, I think we're two weeks away from uh, getting the schedule, although somebody at Southern Utah has leaked out like a February 13th uh, opening game, which I think is a little bit early. I think February 20th or 27th is more likely. It, it's going to be interesting with the fact that uh, with you know, football overlapping with basketball, and hopefully for me, uh, football then overlapping with baseball. It's going to be uh, quite the working schedule, but it's going to be different. I'm, I'm still surprised that they're going to go ahead and go with it just from the standpoint it's an awful lot to ask of the kids to, to play a, a, an eight-game-plus playoff football schedule and then turn around and uh, have to play again in the fall. But you know, the playoffs are going to be interesting to reach because uh, they've added the MEAC to the automatic bids, so there's 11 automatic bids, and this year with only 16 teams going to the postseason, obviously that means five wild cards. So it's going to be very interesting, and I know they're talking about in the big sky trying to play in domes and warm weather cities the first couple of weeks uh, to get the season going in, uh, in decent weather conditions. And there's, what, three, three domes and maybe three good weather cities. With this current situation, how you've been able to handle not being able to go to concerts? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, let's put it this way. When it comes to not having anything to do, uh, my yard looks as good as it's ever looked. But how about concerts, man? You've been able you, I mean... I, I can turn on the radio. How, how long has it been since you've seen Cher? <laughs> well, first of all, the last concert I went to was Elton John. Man, you are a rocker. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Steve Clocky was young. 
<laughs> I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember it anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, those are lyrics. Never mind. <laughs> All right. All right, Steve, we appreciate a little bit of time. Uh, who's the World Series pick then? Uh, I'm going to wait till after the first round because anybody can be out. But if I, if you, if you force me into it, I'm going to go with a, a World Series of. I'm going to go San Diego, Tampa Bay. Wow. Did not see that coming. <laughs> but I hope you're right. Well, usually I'm not, so good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Padres have only been to the playoffs five times, and the two times they didn't draw the Cardinals, they went to the World Series, and the three times they did draw the Cardinals, they got knocked out immediately. Swept twice. So uh, This isn't your grandfather's Cardinals. They're not they're Yeah, not that's that true. That's true. All right, hey, we appreciate it, Steve. Thank you. Thanks, guys.